Blog Talk Radio. Let's Talk TV Live. It is so good to be back. Um, after being off for a week, last uh, last week it was Passover, I was doing satyrs, and I wish everybody in the audience a belated happy Passover, although it's still Passover for another 24 hours for some of us, um, for others not. And I, and I wish you both, both you, Jimmy, and you, Chrissy, um, a belated happy Easter. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Happy, you happy Passover. Thank yeah, you. I, like, I am so ready for pizza. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Although I have to tell you, I bought two boxes of matzah, which has like each of them has like ten pieces in it. I've like not even had a quarter of a piece. So, oh my God, you're I'm, good. I'm, I'm cool. You're I'm very good. cool. I am very cool with this. So um, I am totally ready though to like bring my kitchen back to normal, and uh, that's you know <laughs> that's okay. Oh wait, what's Passover? Never heard of it in Australia. Um, there are Jews in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Passover is the celebration of the children of Israel's. Um, Exodus from Egypt from Pharaoh. And if you ever saw the movie, The Ten Commandments, or my personal favorite, uh, Prince of Egypt, which stars Ray oh, Fiennes. Oh, my God. Ray Fiennes is the Pharaoh. Oh, he is Even yummy. He's in it. He is yummy. Um, and he's great. It's an animated movie. And Val yep. Kilmer plays Moses. Oh, and, and I love Val. Oh, and 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 uh, and and uh, Jeff Goldblum is in. I mean, it's a great yep. movie. It's an animated movie. It's one of my favorites. Well, anyway, yep. if you want to know all about Passover, watch that movie. Um, it's it's gonna you know it, it's like a whole week long, and you don't eat any uh, bread because it's memory you know in, in memory of the fact that the Israelites left slavery really quickly there was no time to rise the bread so they left with this stuff and it was it's like worse it tastes like cardboard the thing is it's really good is that it can, never gets stale you could have right. a masa that's like 20 years old and it tastes exactly the same the same exactly yes, in fact my dog uh, refuses to eat matzah. Oh, that's funny. She'll <laughs> drink anything, but she will not eat matzah. So, you know, she she's a, a girl with good taste. And by the way, today is her birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. I, I posted her picture on my Facebook. So if you find Barbara Barnett on my Facebook, you can see her picture. She is, okay, guess how old she is. How, How old is she? Wait a minute. She is. I should go over to the Facebook page, probably. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never guess from looking at her picture. I'm sorry. She is okay, well. I'm gonna just guess like three. I don't know. No, she's not three. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. You're laughing. Not, even, not, not even be in the ballpark. <laughs> I'm still okay. pulling up your account, so I can't see it. Okay, so see if you can guess Feathertail's age. Okay, here's the thing. If you guess Feathertail's age, I have a prize for you. Let's uh, say no idea what the prize 13. Is. No, oh, and I think I actually give her age on the Facebook page. Oh, you do? I saw something about, I'm on the Facebook page. 
stage right now. I won't cheat, though. I won't. Four, I don't, four oh, more comments. Hmm. Not 13. 18? Whoa. She is 18 years old. She is 18. So, oh, yes, yeah, she, she has can to vote. vote. Yeah, she wow, can vote. really? She did. We signed her up to vote. We're in Chicago. And smoke? Did you buy her some cigarettes? No cigarettes. That's how she That's stayed. Good. That's how she made it to 18. She doesn't smoke. <laughs> good for <laughs> her. And, and see, because we live in the Chicago area in Cook County, dogs can vote. Did you really? Of course, dogs can vote. Dead people can vote. Fiction. I didn't know that. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't see how that was possible. And then you just, okay, I got you. I got you. That is too funny. That's how Rahm Emanuel is. The me- no, I'm just kidding. I like Rahm. I do. I do. His dad is a pediatrician, like, right in this community. So, so anyway. Very cool. So, um. <laughs> Chrissy asked me while before, in the green room before we went on the air, uh, and I'm really I'm really thrilled to be back on the air because, as I said, I was off last week, and it was just such a crazy week. I just couldn't reschedule the show, but um, uh, I went to the Game of Thrones party a week ago Thursday, and Chrissy was saying, "Well, how did that go?" And I'll tell you, it was so much fun. If you want to see what I wore. Um, you can look at my Twitter page and my picture on my Twitter account. And I or, see it now. It's really pretty, the color. I love that color green, too. Forest green. It's sort of fairy-ish, you know, elven-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, green is elf color. So, yeah, I bet you didn't know that. Um, uh, nope, I didn't. Folklore, the color green is associated with the, the fairy folk of uh, Celtic legend, uh, which I studied when I was in school. And... Uh, partial part of what I studied at school. Uh, so anyway, uh, it was an amazing party. It was co-hosted by HBO and Comcast slash Xfinity NBC Universal. Um, and it was a ball. They, every people were dressed in costume and they served um, prime rib and big roasted turkey legs, none of which I could eat because I'm. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> you, know, you couldn't even that. eat it. Didn't even, but they had all these marinated cheeses, and they had oh chocolate strawberries and all kinds oh. of pastries. And then they also had like an open bar, and they served oh, that, they served iron, served Iron Throne beer, ooh, which was de- developed just for Game of Thrones, and they served a Sicily Scottish cider mm. and Scottish stout. Scottish ale. It was definitely a Scottish Scottish kind of a themed. Yes, That's cool definitely. There was definitely that Celtic vibe. And then they had a, a live band. It was like a lute ensemble. Okay. And entertaining us for about uh, about an hour and a half. And then they shuttled everyone into a screening room. And uh, I think there were a couple hundred people there. And on a huge like a movie screen, they showed the first episode. Now oh. I'd already. I'd already seen the first episode. I've you actually, what? I've seen the first four episodes. Oh, um, oh my God. The first two. I'm the first... jealous. I'm very jealous. The now, first you... four? Yeah, they sent me a screener. <laughs> ah. Now, if you ask me to divulge anything about any episode except for the first one, not only can I not do it, <laughs> not only can I not do it, but I couldn't remember because the what happened because it's such a complex. This is what I love about Game of Thrones. It is so complex. It 
took me two seasons yeah. to figure out who everybody is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to grasp that. Thank you. I, now I think I have the characters down. I think I have all the characters down. And But if you ask me what happens in episode two, three, and four, I probably honestly couldn't tell you, even though I've seen them all one time. Um, but I am going to watch the rest of them again this week. But I do – so I want to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones, and then we'll get into second half of the show, um, or even before the second half of the show, we'll talk about Once Upon a Time. Even though it wasn't on this week, I want to talk about Lacey because there are new pictures, and there the press yeah. release about the episode has come out. And oh so we talk about that and, and the final four episodes, which is very exciting. And we can speculate away, and I haven't seen them. So I'd be Wait, before you start, can I just say something real quick? Yes, you may. I just wanted to say congratulations to General Hospital. Today is their 50th anniversary. Okay. They yes. were on no they were on the air April 1st, 1963. Um it was a 30-minute I think 30 minutes and then or I think, yeah, I think it was 30 minutes and then uh but by the time Glory when Gloria Monty took over in 1978 it went to an hour, and they are being honored at the Paley Center April 12th. Nice. I know. I'm so excited for them. Anyway, everybody's been a buzz because all weekend we did the soap net. There was a soap net marathon, and I don't have soap net, but thankfully some mm-hmm. or somebody took pity on me and uploaded them on on YouTube, so I got to see all the all 50 episodes. So, oh my so. gosh. Yeah. yeah so anyway, I'm just wanted to say congratulations. And you know what? General Hospital has a soft spot in my heart, even though I don't watch soaps really at all anymore. Right, um, right. I was out of work briefly in 1978, like September 78. Wow. I, I lost you got my in job. right when the good stuff started. I did. I did. And, and I lost my job. I was working for a magazine, and there was a turnover of management. My editor-in-chief got fired, and so did all of the editors and writers, as they brought in a whole new regime. So I was out of work. So I tuned in to General Hospital. My mom was a big Days of Our Lives fan, and I was not a soap fan. I never, I sort of derided the whole idea. And I started watching GH, and that was exactly, I mean, the episode I started watching was the famous disco scene with Luke. Oh, my God. That was That's the first, the first one that you saw? Oh, my God. So, Holy to say. He was to say, you were like, what is going on here? So, of course, <laughs> Luke Spencer is every bit a Byronic hero, right? And that's my yeah. that's my thing, right? So, right. it's like, okay, here's this tortured, never mind what he's doing to Laura. I mean, that was bad right. stuff. But I was like, oh, he's such a tortured soul. and he's I so- know. And it's like, oh, yeah, pulling at my heart. And um, he's not dark, but he's, you know, kind of long, shaggy hair, which made sense. Anyway, so um, so I actually started watching that, and then I started watching One Life to Live, and then I started watching All My Children, and then I started <laughs> watching, you know, and it kind of goes on. So that kind of went on until I think my first kid was born in 86, and uh Almost exactly 27 years ago, she just had her birthday, wow. um, and it's a big birthday time for us. So <laughs> anyway, so so that was it. So yes, I, I join you with the congratulations to General Hospital. It, it is uh, it was a very important part of my life 
in my 20s and uh, definitely. So yay to yeah. them. Uh, okay. and, my, and my trainer, my I have a personal trainer, and she's like such a general hospital fan. It's like, oh my God, really? All I, mean, I have to it's do so is make her happy is talk GH. So. My co host, one of my co hosts, Felicia, she was actually at the dentist on Friday. And literally, she's like, every everything stopped at the dentist's office at 1 o'clock because mm-hmm. they were all watching General Hospital huddled in this, looking at the TV in the lobby. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how good it is. People can't miss it. It's just been so fun. Yeah, the nurse's ball begins actually Friday. So, and um, today we saw Rachel Ames, uh, who oh, played wow. Audrey Hardy. She uh, is making an appearance for the next couple of few days here. So she uh, she was on today. Vanessa Marcel, uh, Brenda Bar, Be- Brenda Barrett, and and Ingo Rademacher is back as Jax. And if you know, he's on Dancing with the Stars as we okay. speak. And so anyway, so yeah, this week lots of really. I guess there's like two surprise people that we're going to see tomorrow that nobody has leaked. We don't know who it is. Some, okay. Some yeah. So anyway, good week to be watching. Well, that's great. All right, and there's a there is a uh, once upon a time connection because Rena Sofer, I think, was on General yes, Hospital, right? Yes, Rena Sofer. Yes, Lois. Sofer. Lois, Ned, and Lois were huge. Yeah, right. And of course, She's on so once great. upon a time, she yeah. plays Snow's mommy, and she Snow's was mommy. great in that role. And she's and married. So and she's married. She's married to Sanford Bookstaver, who was a director on House. So. Um, yeah, all around. <laughs> Lots of connections. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> and and she, she also starred in one of my favorite movies, which is uh, uh, Keeping the Faith, which also starred Lisa Edelstein. So, oh, God. You know, I it see is. That. I see yeah, that yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. Very good with Ben Stiller. If you want to know about Judaism, that's a really good movie. It's a that's very a really funny good movie. movie. It's a really funny movie. Uh, with um, with Ben Stiller and oh God, I can't remember who he and it's like it co-stars one of my favorite American actors and now I can't remember his name because I'm old. Uh, <laughs> somebody can help me out there. Um, he was in he was in American History X. He was in Fight Club, I think. He, I can't think of his name. Okay. Anyway, so let's go on. Game of Th- let's talk about Game of Thrones for a little bit, and then I want to switch to Once Upon a Time, because um, that is the base of this show. I think yes. a lot of oncers here. Uh, so anyway, so Game of Thrones. So did you guys, Jimmy? Did you see the first step? Oh yeah, absolutely. And Christy, did you see it also? I haven't seen the first episode yet. I'm behind. Okay. So what did you think, James? What did you think? Uh, I liked it. I mean, there wasn't anything big that happened, I don't believe, but a show like that, it was nice to just get that reset, and without, like, being too in your face about recapping, I feel like they really did a good job of yeah. putting little things in each scene to remind you of what yeah. was going on with these characters before. Yeah, they did a really nice job of it. I think one of the big surprises that's coming up, and it's a, I think it's in the next episode, but I don't quote me on this. Um, but Daenerys is going to pull an unbelievable surprise on everyone. It's going to be very cool. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, if you saw the end of the episode and the mm-hmm. – oh, thank you. Ed Norton, Jr. <laughs> Thanks, <for> Dolly. 
go and confederate with Stannis or something. Uh, <laughs> I really, um, I loved, by the way, I loved uh, seeing Stannis just sort of brood about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Stannis Baratheon, who is yeah, absolutely one of my favorite. I keep saying that one of my favorite actors. He is um, Stephen Delane, brilliant actor. If you want to see him not looking like Stannis Baratheon, watch the HBO miniseries John Adams, and he plays Thomas Jefferson in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and he is also in one of the most brilliant independent films made in the last 20 years called Welcome to Sarajevo. Um, brilliant oh, I've never movie. seen that. Yeah, That's and what about? He did Welcome to Sarajevo. Sarajevo, but I mean, like, how, what's the plot and all, or what's It's the... really a complex story that takes place in a very war-torn area of Europe in the 90s, and uh, it's 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 brilliant. It's a brilliant movie. He was also in The Hours with uh, Nicole Kidman. Oh, Hours, yes. Playing uh, Virginia like Woolf's husband. It's a very a very melancholy movie. Anyway, yeah. he's a, he's a, and he's also, he's famous for his... Uh, Solo Macbeth. He does all the parts in Macbeth. All of them. Ugh. And it's brilliant. I think he was either nominated or won a Tony for it. Anyway, so Stephen Delane playing Stannis Baratheon and Melisande, uh, his his muse, his siren. She's kind of in the finale last year with mm-hmm. her, with, you know, yeah, her spawn. <laughs> it's the only way to think of it is her spawn. Um <laughs> <laughs> she was she's quite the witch, isn't she? Yep. Um, what else? What else, Jimmy? What am I missing? I'm missing a lot. So tell me what My favorite interaction, I think, in the first episode back was between Marjorie, Joffrey's new woman, and yes. his mother, Cersei. Yes. I feel like they're setting up uh, a quite um, interesting conflict between the two of them and with Joffrey in the middle. And you know Joffrey... I mean, he's a jerk. The two girl women are the ones with brains on their, oh, in their yeah. heads. But, now, but they're that. also evil and manipulative in their own right, and she is such the political player. Well, she is. You know what? I mean, she's playing exactly the same part she did in The Tudors. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was Anne Boleyn, I agree. Yeah. It's a very similar role. Yeah, yeah, for sure. See, we have, we have Anne Boleyn in The Tudors, and we have um, Mary Tudor in Once Upon a Time. That's true. <laughs> How does that work? That's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty bizarre. Um, well, I was just watching uh, Orphan Black on Sci-Fi, and Queen Catherine from the Tudors showed up in that this week. Oh, okay. The first Queen Catherine. The first Queen. Well, she was just in something else I saw as well. Uh, she was in Dexter two seasons ago. That's not what uh, I saw her in. I just, I just, just saw her in a movie playing a real black bitch of a character. Hmm. I can't remember now what it was I saw her in. Um, I'll, it'll come to me. Um, but now where was I? Oh, with uh, with um, Marjorie, 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 mm-hmm. whoever. Uh, Tamara. Oh, Tamara. <laughs> Thank you. Tamara. 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 Oh, my God. Tamara. Yeah. Uh, we'll so talk happy. about we'll, we'll, You're talking about Tamara on... Uh, Oh, t- yes, right. Once upon a time. We'll get to that. I promise. Five minutes, we'll get to once upon a time. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I promise. Um, so anyway, Marjorie, uh, Marjorie, whatever, um, did we see her interacting with the townspeople? Yeah, she went to the orphanage and handed yeah. out toys for the children. 
And we met her mom, too, didn't we? No, not in episode one. Oh, we're going to meet her mom. Guess who plays her mom? Who? Diana Rigg. I don't know who that is. Yeah, who is that? Oh, no, you are both so young. Okay, guys, <laughs> Diana Rigg, The Avengers, Mrs. Steed. I mean, Mrs. Peel. Oh, not Mrs. Steed. Mrs. Peel in The Avengers, the original Avengers. I Who's don't the Avengers? know. You've known I, I didn't know that. Classic British spy TV series of the 60s. Made into a perfectly terrible movie by Ray Fiennes and Uma Thurman in, like, think 2000. It was a horrible movie. But um, Patrick McNee played Mr. Steed, John Steed, and Diana Rigg played Mrs. Peel. And uh, if you want to see the epitome of cat-suited sexiness of the 60s, find a copy of that show on YouTube somewhere and watch it. It's a very stylish spy show. Anyway, so she plays Aunt Marjorie's mom and uh, Marguerite's mom, and she's quite she she has quite an interesting conversation with uh, Sansa in the next episode as well. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that'll be pretty interesting. So, what do you think? Do you think Sansa should go with uh... Littlefinger? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to trust him, but he uh, always did have a soft spot for her mother. So you never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, he does. But um, I'm, I, I, I would trust him before I would trust Joffrey. Let's. Well, yeah, that's like lesser of two evils situation. Definitely. Okay. Anything else that we're missing? I'm really excited about this season, though, of Game of Thrones. And I promise that next week I will have more uh, little spoilerettes. <laughs> yeah, I'm skimming the episode right now on my computer screen because I, I'm i worried now you got me paranoid that maybe the Jamie Lannister scene just wasn't included in the screener I watched because I didn't watch it when it aired. Oh, so you, oh okay, so you have the four the four episodes. I only got two. You only got two? Oh. I only got two episodes. Ah. Uh-huh. So. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, really. Man. I, I keep saying, I've got another spoiler. I'm not on another, another screen. Two more screeners, three more screeners from HBO for different things that I didn't even ask for. So I'm really excited right. about I want to know. Jeez, I want to do True Blood. I'm going to see about that. Because yeah, I don't oh, have True Blood. I'm going to be writing about True Blood. Anyway, wait for it to come out. But anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm also, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the spring and the summer, too, because I'm looking forward to perception. Um, I didn't oh. care for it so much, but I really, really, it's grown on me, and I'm looking forward to what happens in that show on TNT. I yeah, I like the penultimate episode a lot, but then the finale kind of disappointed me. Yeah, yeah, it did. And so, everybody, here's your homework. Go and watch uh, Perception. Let us know what you think. I loved the second. I loved the penultimate episode where. He yeah, if you get bored with the season, at least watch that next to last episode because that was by far the highlight of the the first season. It was. Um, I mean, he really lost his mind. It reminded me so much of the end of season five on House, where mm. House truly broke with reality, and uh, but we know that uh Daniel Pierce who's the main character of uh uh perception we know he is uh, paranoid schizophrenic and he is mm-hmm. a he is a neuropsychiatrist who teaches at theoretically a university sort of the University of Chicago 
But when I interviewed LeVar Burton uh, a few months ago, he said, not necessarily the University of Chicago, but close. <laughs> anyway, so let's switch, if we may, to Once Upon a Time. Okay. Yay. Right. Uh, so last episode, one of you guys want to give a quick rundown of the last episode? Go for well, it. I mean, you want me to go for it? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. So, I mean, all right, let me think. Let me think. All right. So, basically, uh, well, Regina figured out who Owen was. Tamara, who I knew was shady from the get-go, the moment that I even saw her standing next to Bay's car, uh, she turns out, she set up my poor August to uh, – was in he was in China, right? I think it was China, and he uh, his his legs started getting uh, wood, and nobody could see it. And then he finds himself with this medicine man, this ancient Chinese medicine man, and turns out. And then he sees he sees tomorrow there. She, he didn't know who tomorrow was or anything. Takes her money so that he could get the cure for it. And then uh, we find out that the whole thing was a ruse for her. To you know, she faked she faked a cancer <laughs> to see the medicine man, and she was actually uh, looking for for the the magic. She's trying to get magic. I think is what the bottom line is. But see, hmm. the thing is, they doesn't know, you know. And and then of course the Pinocchio at the very end that was so cute. Yeah. When uh, the fairy changed him into back into a little boy, I was kind of bummed it was a little boy. I yeah, have to say, I, just, I, I really wanted it to be August. Well, they you know, like, effectively killed off the on Bailey's yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. sucks. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like to work it. Well, but wait a second. Because remember, this is Once Upon a Time. And mm-hmm. there are still stories to be told pre, um, oh, you know, pre-curse. So it is possible, just like it was possible to bring back the Huntsman, yeah. But it, those would be very limited. I mean, like, there were definitely some shippers that wanted Emma and August together, and obviously that's not going to happen now. It's not going to happen. So no. there are still shippers that want to see her with Huck. Uh, I, yeah. do I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. Huck is just, I, this is the thing. I mean, he's such a bad boy. I mean, yes, you, <laughs> you, you always want to root for the bad boys. That's not, me, not me, not me, not but, me. But, but I just, I love the chemistry between Emma and Bay. I think yeah. that. I'm really looking forward to when she's. I hope she figures it out. I think he's not going to believe her though, and then yeah. it's going to have to be you know some kind of a betrayal that he finally stumbles across. Yeah. But you know, and you mean, can I just say how cutest was charming with the snow? I was. He's always like such the gallant. Yeah. You know, hero. Yeah. With her, and I love that. But it so, was, it was good. So I'm really excited because um, I read the press release this morning about Lacey. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, what did they say? Oh, my God, so, I'm dying. Oh, what it says, <laughs> I can actually quote it. Hang on one second. I will actually get the press release right in front of me. How about that, guys? I'm going to actually Ooh. read you the press release, uh, an edited version of it that I'm editing as I speak. <laughs> um, Lacey. <laughs> Uh, Jorge Garcia is back, by the way. Yay! Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Um, Mr. Gold enlists the aid of David. I love when they play together. I do. I love when yeah. they play together. To help him try to jog Belle's now cursed memories and get her to love him again. 
And when it is revealed that mag the magic beans, Anton, Jorge Garcia, um, and the dwarves have been harvesting, they have now begun to grow and could bring everybody home. But Emma is torn over whether she would want to live in the fairy tale land or stay here. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in the fairy tale land that was, Rumpelstiltskin forces Belle to accompany him on a hunt to kill a thief whom he whom she had freed in the name of mercy. Oh. Hmm. I know. Oh. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued also. So um, this is very interesting. Now, this is the episode I've seen. Um, I have seen uh, photos from the episode. Uh, I posted them up on Let's Talk TV, by the way, guys, if you haven't seen the um, pictures yet. It's letstalktv.barbabarnett.com. You can go there. Um, Look at that. <laughs> oh, somebody in the chat room says, I bet the thief is Robin Hood. And you know oh, what? Well, oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> That's a little bit of a given, but still, I mean, it's going to be interesting to uh, see the twist. I like how they, the, the yeah. thing that I like about one spot is, you know, they give us such a twist to what yep. we already, you know, know of the, each fairy tale. So it's going to be, that's yeah. what I always anticipate and enjoy is, oh, my God, okay, what are they going to do this week with this, you know? And it's the Pinocchio thing, I never would have thought the whole dragon thing. That was kind of crazy. And then how is that going to tie in then with right. um, this whole idea that Mr. Gold has of winning back Belle? You know, that the two right. stories have to run in parallel. Yeah. Exactly. So hmm. hmm. So how is that dragging her to catch this thief going to bring back her love for him? That's that's mm. my no. that's my unless But we see her we see her flirting with someone in the bar. And then and maybe wonder, he gets upset, probably he, gets jealous. And I wonder if that, her and, but I, yeah, I wonder if that's Robin Hood that she's flirting with. And maybe he realizes that or recognizes who it is, and then it's like, I, I, it's going to have to be something where, but, you know, she's not, the thing is, is I don't know, I mean, it's not going to be very, it's not going to, dragging her off, though, <laughs> I mean, she doesn't know who he is. Right. So maybe no, 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 dragging her off. When she's still Belle. Oh, when yeah. she's still oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I, I missed that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah. oh my god, that's not gonna no, no, endear no, no, no. him to no, her. He's, not, he's 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 courting her. I mean, Gold. I said this right from the beginning of the season that he was gonna court her, and yeah, people would say, no, 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 he's not gonna court her. And I'm like, he's gonna court her because he is <laughs> the character of Mr. Golden, even to a certain extent, the character of Rumpelstiltskin in his right. more mellow days, is very courtly. I have to tell you. Well, yeah, and I like that about him. He's, he's old-fashioned a little bit, and I like Very that. And I like, you know. It's, it's totally well, funny because, um, as, as you guys know, I'm writing a novel, and I'm almost done with it. I'm like, yay. Um, and, I, you know, it's like I, I'm channeling Mr. Gold. Part of it. <laughs> I'm channeling his voice Mr. in one Gold of my main characters. No, 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 no. I mean, he's a completely different character, but yeah. he's a Victorian character. His character from right. 37, and I'm totally channeling him. Um, 
his voice is in my head while I'm writing this character. It's very interesting. How he's gonna end up here. He looks a little bit like Mr. Gold, but um, yeah, maybe he looks a lot like Mr. Gold. Well, but anyway, I mean, you know, but we know why for obvious reasons. I mean, you know, you know it's not, not it's, the characters are very different. But but the point is that this um, you know, very courtly guy. Um, and he would be he would be courting her. So I don't I don't know. He hasn't been successful so far. And that phone call that you know, in the Miller's daughter, and somebody asked uh, was asking around on Twitter today. Uh, a good friend of the show, and if you're out there, Betsy, I'm giving you a shout out because that was a good question. <laughs> um, why are they playing the Miller's daughter as the lead-in to Lacey? Lacey. What would be the reason? Usually, when they do a, a repurposed episode, it has it it, it ties in. Well, it's going to have to have something to do with the fact that he, well, he's not going to trust Belle. I mean, look at what happened. He he loved. He was in love with Cora, and she yeah. loved him. And then it was just because you know she was just crazy enough to take her heart out. And so I think right. that really damaged him. And I and that's oh yeah. Why yeah, and like I'm trying to know how I I really want to see how the hell did he know to ask for Belle in Skim Deep? I mean, I'm sorry, but there's and she wasn't even surprised. Didn't skip a beat. It wasn't like she was freaking out. I mean, this strange guy who is supposedly the most powerful person on the planet or whatever in the within the realm is 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 going to take her away from her family and friends. To save them, okay, yes, I get that that's sort of heroic and stuff, but come on. I mean, she didn't even bat an eye. It was like, okay, I'll go with you. It's done. And she was not scared. She was not, I mean, there's a backstory that we haven't seen yet. I re- so maybe, 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 maybe this episode, Lacey, this where he Lee brings her to the, maybe this takes place before Skin Deep does. That would be that would make sense to me then. I mean, because in that way she 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 realizes she has a connection. She doesn't want to marry Gaston. I mean, obviously, right? She can't <laughs> so stand. I, yeah, and like she's kind of boxed in mm-hmm. with her her destiny kind of laid out in front of her right. for her. And so I understand that you know she wanted to go and you know see. But then even when they have that little chat you know in Skin Deep when they're in we're in the, they're in his castle whatever you know she's like well what made you decide you wanted to you know go well I wanted to go see other things and you know I didn't want to marry so I mean it's going to I really hope that that's the case cuz I would love to see how they're going to you know how that all happened it's it's just been such sure. a question mark in my mind well we'll see uh, I mean they they really do um reveal things I mean we never thought we would see the ogre wars and yeah. Be honest, um, it, and I said this before. This was not the way I envisioned Rumple in the Ogre War, but <laughs> um, but it's not my show, guys. So right. um, it's not my fairy tale. Uh, <laughs> if I was writing it. I would have you know had a different take on it. But everyone, you know, and, and this is Kitsis and uh, Horowitz, um, and what their take is, and and who Rumple is. Uh, but I I can't wait. I'm I'm really excited to see it. Um, I've been waiting all season. I freely admit I love the relationship between Belle and Rumpel, um, and I'm willing to go wherever the series is taking me. Um, you know, I'm not pulling out my hair to you know if if it's not meant to be, but I do think it's meant to be. 
and I think they are destined for each other. And, and I'm really, really excited to see this episode. And I've seen some lovely snaps taken uh, from the set, uh, also in on the in the press site. And if you want to see those pictures, as I said, go on over to my uh, my blog, um, which is Let's Talk TV com. So, um, so the last four episodes of Once Upon a Time are Lacey, The Evil Queen, um, Second Star to the Left, and finally... To the left or to the right? To, to the right, sorry. Second Star to the right. You never know. I mean, they can make it to the left. It can be a whole other meaning. And then the final episode is And Straight On Till Morning, I think, or mm-hmm. words to that effect. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Those are the last four episodes of the season. So where will we be come mid-May on this show? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, look at what the season one finale was. It didn't. That, there was no way to see that coming. I don't think they no. really did a shocker. They did, and I, I assume they're going to pull another shocker. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't know if we're going to it. Or they could do what Walking Dead does and then season two end with a shocker, then season three last night end with a completely understated, not at all big episode just to mess with fans who were expecting a shocker. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Which well, is kind of a jerk move, but you never know what Once Upon a Time will do. Yeah, you just, you don't. I mean, I know that Kitsis and Horowitz do not like to screw around too much with the fans. I mean, I do think they like to give the fans what they want. Somebody posted, oh, here we go, spoilers for Once Upon a Time Season 2 finale, and I'm not going to read this out loud uh, (laughs) because I don't like to give spoilers. Uh, It's too long an article, but somebody was in, they've got pictures. They've got pictures. There's a picture of of, uh, Snow and David, and there's a picture of Robert Carlyle getting makeup put on him. Uh, in his Mr. Gold thing, and you've got picture of Emma and Henry, and you, I think I've seen these pictures. I've seen these pictures, um, and they don't give away much. I don't think they give away much. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't see that there. It's. I don't see any big gigantic giveaways. But um, if you want to go there in the chat room, uh, Cranon has kindly put a link. So you can just uh, go ahead and go to that link if you want to see those pictures. Um, I tend not to put those on my site. So I will put only on my site things that the studio releases um, because that's just kind of the way I operate. Um, So the next episode that airs – oh, so the next episode that airs is going to be this kind of the Price of Magic special. Do you guys know anything about that at all? No. What was that? Is that just a recap, like catch you up on what's going on, I no, assumed? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's going to be, you know, the the episode, the special that they did before the season premiere aired, which wasn't really so much a catch-up episode as it was a – behind-the-scenes look at the series. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what this is. This is a behind-the-scenes look at the series. Hmm. So that's actually going to be kind of interesting, I think. And that's going to air on uh, the 14th. 
This week is going to be the redoing of The Miller's Daughter. I believe okay. that's the sequence. And then Lacey airs on April 21st. Did you watch the uh, re-airing last night with the pop-up? I did. Video? Okay, I was going to ask you guys about that. So what Yeah, did I did. I started watching it, but it seems so... I don't know, the first few minutes anyway, the things that were popping up were just so, like... Obvious? Yeah, Obvious. I just was like, yeah, I'm like, done with this. This is nothing. They need to come out with some deeper stuff, because we're so yeah. astute. Yeah, I mean, like, I was looking Belle for... lived with Rumpel in the episode Skin Deep. Okay, yeah, I know. I don't know that. Yeah. We know that. So what they have to do, I think those are, you know, those are for people who are not... You know, either they're young folk, like really young yeah. folk, and, and the show is watched by a lot of young folk. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of kids watch it. And um, and I can see where that could be very helpful. Um, but for people um, who know the show, for the hype, I don't think it really did much. So mm-hmm. the ones they're going to do with the Miller's Daughter, I'm not entirely sure – that I'm going to watch it. Um, I won't. I can tell you right now. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, unless it was going to be some big revelation, but no. I mean, I was just like, oh, okay, I already know all this. I mean, I was thinking right. it was going to be like just maybe some stuff that we didn't know behind the scenes. Right. Yeah, or, that's what I was looking for, like yeah. behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, sure. that's the most interesting for me. I mean, that's. I love talking about, you know, okay, what, well, I, yeah, I see what's happening on camera. I want to know what's going behind the camera. I mean, how do they right. come up with this? You know, right. what's the process? And, well, this is so, why. Yeah. yeah, and and if you if you listen to or read any of the interviews I've done, not just with Once Upon a Time, but just in general, that's what I go for. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not yeah. like, how do you pick that lovely hair color? I mean, it's it's really what goes in as an actor or as a writer, or as the creator of a show, what did you put into making this world? I mean, you know, and we've talked about this before, you know, yeah, in Once Upon a Time, um, Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, you know, really sketch out everything. And, and as Jane Espenson has said on a number of occasions on the show, she takes what they need to have happen in that show, in that episode, and makes it happen. Yeah. But um, she adds whatever she adds. Um, but then sort of the actors, you know, I mean, right. we've heard Robert Carlyle talk several times about how he, how they've pretty much given him free reign to make his character yeah. whoever he is. And, um, you know, he it, it's, it's such a, a lovely collaboration. When I wrote the book, um, uh, yes, Cranon, we will talk about the spinoff after this. Um, when I uh, wrote chasing zebras my my book about the the show house um i spent an entire chapter on that synergy between show direction you know the vision of the show the writer and the actor and how that all works together so yeah um you know i think that's a really to me that that's what really makes and as a writer myself that really is what makes the show for me um so i was asked can we talk about the wonderland spinoff so I've heard a little bits and pieces. At first, I thought it was a pre-April 1st, April Fool's joke. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, that was real. Yeah, I, yeah, I neither. It's like, huh, what? <laughs> um, a 
Wonderland spinoff. Well, that would be interesting. I wonder if they would get Barbara Hershey to uh They've got to to star in that. Well, not only that, but we get our Sebastian, whom I am really missing. I love him. He is yeah. just well, he, it didn't sound like he was available to do it full time. Right. So we may get him, but I, I saw the girl they cast as Alice this week. They posted photos. And they've announced other stars of the series, but it wasn't anybody I recognized. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting. Um, I can see it. I'm not usually a big fan of spinoffs in general, so if you see my lack of enthusiasm coming through my voice... Well, I think it helps that they're limiting it to a 13-episode like yeah. miniseries. They said it wasn't designed to be like, like okay. it's designed to be self-contained, like American Horror Story, where it's a, another chapter of the story. Okay. And it would air during the winter hiatus, so they wouldn't have to do reruns. Oh, see now that. And that it's prequel. Would, that would so. work. Um, yeah, I like. See now that I like. I like that because people. That's the one thing that people kind of complain about. One mm-hmm. of the things are these big gaps. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I mean, if it was super successful, I could see them running it full time as its own show. But yeah, the way I mean, the, the press releases I've been seeing, it looks like it's a filler. But the thing is, too, that if they do the spinoff and they don't bring in some of the characters from Once Upon a Time, then it's not going to, it's not, there's nothing to, they're not spinning off anything. Right. Yes, that's true. No, they have to, they have to for sure. I mean, they have to, I mean, even if, even if they got Sebastian for half of whatever the episode, however many, let's just say they do a filler and they make six episodes. I mean, they have to have him at least for three. I mean, it just, you can't do it without him. And and I don't think you could do it without Cora. I mean, right. and they're established. And that's how they're going to get. That's how they're going to bring in. Of, of course, you know the, the once upon a time the viewership. I mean, we're the right. ones that, you know, we're going to follow it if if our favorites are going to be seen. And um, that's the only way to do it. The other the other thing that I would say is, you know, I I understand. You know, they they have to do. They run. They start. They started once upon a time. You know, they started in September. Then you know we get this huge long break. Then right. we got what two or three new episodes. Then we have another break. I mean, frankly, I I wish they would just make up their minds and just do like, okay, we're gonna do it from we're gonna run them consecutively. Season season three is gonna run from September to this to December 11th or whatever. Or they should just come back in January and just run the full up instead of it because it, it, yeah, with these types of shows with the mythology and stuff, you get so confused. Yeah, I think that well, that's, that's a real. I think that's a real issue um, with a show like this, is that there's a momentum that builds. Yeah, and then boom, it's just gone. And, and, and then you know it's what? Gone. It was that happened. I mean, that used to happen. I remember back in the '90s when people were complaining about that exact thing. With the X Files. Yeah, which so is I was why, just say the X Files. It was right, so frustrating. Which is, which is why they have not. Why they used to start in November. You would not see the X Files on the air till mid-November. Right. That's right. It was and, like November. Lost or November. Used to, so Lost used to wait till like February and do like a 16-episode season instead of starting in September. Right now, yeah. somebody said here. I think that's why the ratings have been bad. I, I don't see. I I think. That and that people just don't know when the new episodes are. I think that's part of it. I think a lot of it is that um, people watch it on on 
the internet. They watch it on ABC mm-hmm. to go the next morning, or they watch it on Amazon, or they watch it on Hulu, or they watch. I mean, there's so many different play iTunes. People, people's viewing habits in general. We've talked about this before. Is that the Nielsen ratings are meaningless? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're meaningless. They're totally meaningless. Um. So I oh I have to tell you what I'm really excited about. Hang on a second. So one of the things that happened when I was at the Game of Thrones thing a week ago, a week and a half ago, was that I made a connection with a guy from Xfinity who's like the VP of PR um, in this area. So we had an opportunity to chat on the phone, um, and he told me, and some parts of the country they already have this, but Xfinity is coming out with something called the X1 platform which is a brand-new DVR platform. I mean, it's a whole new software, a whole new thing. Yeah. And it sounds really exciting. It really does. And so I'm really excited because I'm going to get one. Oh, cool. What's different about it versus like a TV? um, It it integrates with your iPad or iPhone or Mm -hmm. Android or whatever. Yeah. But there's like – there's there's the the box itself, the guide itself – Mm-hmm. Gives you, um, it's completely different than the Comcast guide, which I deplore. I hate the Comcast. First of all, I hate Comcast. I, I'm just saying that. I mean, I just but don't if like you it. Want, like, if you want to just look for movies, you can just look for movies. If you want to just look, for, and now you can do it by like actor or whatever, or by well, name. That's cool. But if you want to do it like by, t- if you want to watch something sci-fi, like I go on to Vudu, and and I love Vudu. I don't know if you guys take get Vudu or not. It's a movie. It's a movie service. Uh, no, what is? I it's it's that. a movie service. It's Voodoo.com, and um, we'll go like when the new movies come out, and it's a streaming service, and I we stream it onto our high def TV through our Blu-ray, uh-huh. and you will get. You can have an HD or you can have it an HDX, which unless oh, you have a very fast connection, doesn't work uh-huh. very well. Um, and we just got ours is now like at 105 megabits per second. It's like a ridiculous speed modem and router. It's ridiculous what we have. Um, and and we can barely keep up with the HDX. So you because we have so many different devices on our wireless pipeline. Yeah. But anyway, so um, we uh, I don't know where I was going with this. Uh, Voodoo. Why was I talking about Voodoo? Well, you were t- you were telling us about the oh, new that right, new thing right, from right, Infinity right. So and like what's right. the difference. So, so when I want to watch something like a sci-fi movie, if we have a thing for a sci-fi movie, I can just type in sci-fi movies and it'll come up with all the sci-fi movies that you want. And they specialize not only in indie stuff. Sometimes, like we saw um, Arbitrage before it left mm-hmm. the movie theaters while it was still in theaters. So you, indie films and that you'll you'll still get them even before they go to DVD, which is kind of cool. Um, so, um, you can do that on this new X1 platform. I haven't seen it done. I've, I've been promised that I will be able to see it in action, but it's not available here in Chicago yet. So as soon as it's available, I'm going to have one. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and I will report on it because it sounds cool. My TiVo thing is month to month. And, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. Yeah, let me know because if it's good, maybe I'll get it. 
you know, well, we shall see. But but what I, the reason I brought that up is because people's viewing habits have changed. There's so many different ways now to see a show. Ratings are so I, – I realize that, that advertisers still base their decisions on the Nielsen ratings. So obsolete. The ratings don't mean very much. So, um, and I know I've had conversations with Bob Seidman over at uh, TV by the Numbers and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and he agrees as well. You know, it's like, yeah, you just it, it doesn't. They have to have another um, analytic. They have to have another measure uh, because people don't watch TV the way they used to. But yes, I, but but I was taught we were talking about these long big gaps. And mm-hmm. um, it used to drive me crazy with House because American Idol would be on and you would not see House for months. But I yeah. think you ran, it's like cable stations do this, cable networks do this from time to time, is they'll have a half, like a 13-episode series. Right. And they'll break, you know, do that in the fall. And they'll break and then come back in March and do another 13-episode. Well, that's so okay. Cable just does 13 for the year. So, you know, it's great for those 13 weeks and then you're waiting 10 months, which is kind of frustrating. Or like Walking Dead will do eight episodes in October and November and then eight episodes in February and March, which is uh, wonderful for those eight episodes. But, you know, by the time eight's over, you feel like you haven't had that much at all. Right. And and it's, what exactly. that would require is a change in how the writers write, um, mm-hmm. the arcs. You know, you have to be able to, when you're doing that, if you've got – an eight-episode run or a 13-episode run, you have to make that run end. You know, you have to make it satisfying enough. So if you end with a cliffhanger and instead yeah. wait from May until October, you're only See, That's what Walking Dead did last night. They Everybody expected this huge finale that would end the season's arcs, and instead they kind of let – they just let it go unresolved. See, and they pushed off the fi- final battle. And so now we have to wait till October to get any more of it. And it was a little frustrating. Yeah. See, I, I think that it really takes a lot of thinking to write it out that way. And I think the way that, that uh, British TV is done, and I think to a certain extent Canadian TV is done, is they think out, you know, as they really write their arcs, their season, before they film episode one. Mm-hmm. Right. So I know the Brits do that. You know, they'll commission a series, and then people will write it. And then when it's written, they'll film it. Mm-hmm. And they know, you know, they know from day one how day 101 is going to end. Mm-hmm. And I think that if, you know, the more of that that happens, and I think that happens with cable series as well, mm-hmm. uh, at least on the premium shows, they, they, all, they know the arcs really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, there's a chat room note. Adam said that once will end on a massive cliffhanger. So I'm wondering if the massive cliffhanger is that they're divided on who's going to go over to. Maybe half of them will go and half of them will stay. Yeah, that well, could be it. It's going to be massively huge for, I mean, Snow, Snow doesn't want to go, and Charlie yeah. does. So, no. you know, it's going to be interesting to see. The other thing I was going to say real quickly is, you know, the the Walking Dead was excellent last night. I was really kind of bummed that, that they killed off uh, Laura, whatever. I was Andrea? Yeah, the whole huh? was over. It has come to an end. It was just the fact that the governor got away without having that big prison yeah. showdown. That was, yeah. 
I they just really like the actor and decide they want to keep him for another season. So Yeah, I, I was just really bummed, but you know, somebody'll get him. I kept thinking, is somebody gonna just tap this dude finally? <laughs> no, he's been signed full time again for season four, so they'll stretch it out even further. So we are about we are about to end the show and I wanna give people your Twitter handles. Um Jerome Wetzel T V is your mm-hmm. Twitter handle, Jimmy, and yours is Our Heart Radio, is that right? Yep, our heart at our heart radio. Okay, and be sure to check out Chrissy's show, uh, her um, soap show, which is all yep. about General Hospital these days. So, and some good guest stars coming up. Yes, I got so, Amy Francis on Wednesday. So exciting! I can't believe it. Exciting, exciting. Well, thank you guys for uh, being on. I know they're going to cut me off in a second. It will be on the recording at the end. Just they're going to cut me out of the room. Uh, So thank you for joining me again. I hope you'll come back next week. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All righty. All right. Well, thanks. Have a good one, guys. You too. too. Have a good good (laughs) week, guys. Okay, bye-bye. You too. Bye.